millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. On this episode, I'm chatting with Kayla and Michael of SEI Fit Sacramento. We talk about what separates SEI Fit from other rehabilitation facilities, the importance of connection and understanding during physical therapy, and the personal impact of seeing their clients' recovery. Let's get into rehabilitation. Boom! Intro done! Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Neuro Nerds. Yes, that was on time. Well, I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for community and support? Well, the Neuro Nerds are here to help. Join our free USO Rock community platform to connect with other survivors like you. Once you join our community, you'll have access to free virtual events and resources to help with your brain injury recovery. You can make new friends, jump on audio chat conversations, and even join my private coaching program to get one-on-one support. So what are you waiting for? Go to community.usorock.coach. Yes, that's .coach, not .com. And join the USO Rock community today. Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. Every single week I say it, every single week I mean it. Very special episode. Not in studio. <laughs> in the same in the same state. That works. All the way from Sacramento, I have with me Mike and Kayla from SciFit. What's up, guys? Hey, 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 how's it going? Thanks for having us. It's going. It's going. We we try to make this uh um happen. We made it happen. These are all good things. I'm really excited to to chat with you guys. Um I mentioned both of you guys are from SciFit. If you guys can explain to the people exactly what SciFit is, that'd be amazing. Yes, we're an activity-based therapy gym, and we have four locations. We have one in Sacramento, um, uh, Petaluma, Fresno, and Dublin, California. And we focus on movement disorders. So any kind of neural disorders, our main clientele is uh, spinal cord injury. We also have stroke survivors, uh, MS, uh, cerebral palsy. So we focus on getting as much movement 
back as, as, as we can with people trying to help them reach their goals. Long story short. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no worries. That's perfect. Now you mentioned for a location, but let's be honest. The only one that really matters is Sacramento. I say that because <laughs> guys are from Sacramento. I haven't really been to any of the other places. So for me, Sacramento is the one. And you guys have been around how long? We've Sacramento location has been around for nine years, going on nine years. Wow. How long have uh, both of you guys been working for SciFit? I've been 12, almost 12 years. Yep. In March. Wow. Yeah. And Kayla? And I'll be 12 years in April. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it was established off air that you guys are inseparable. <laughs> Absolutely. You guys kind of came up together. You guys were also roomies and now you guys are like working together. So how annoyed are you with each other? Like constantly? <laughs> we, I mean, only I mean, slightly. Yeah. Only a little bit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, at least you guys like each other because, you know, it would really be terrible. If it's like, oh, my God, I got to see this guy again. Oh, my God, I got to see this girl's face again. Oh, my, her voice. You know, because after a while, even little things start messing with you, like the way the person breathes, like just in and out. It'll drive you crazy. But I'm glad you guys still have at least a tolerable friendship and relationship, just a friendship at all after working with each other so long. On top of the fact that both of you guys are parents now and your children are going to be friends. So you guys are kind of stuck with each other like forever. So, yep, <laughs> I like it. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad that makes me really, really happy. It also makes me happy for like my side of the community, you know, like the fact that there are people like you that take care of people like me, somebody with a brain injury. You know, I have myself an acquired brain injury, which, by the way, that annoys me. It's always annoyed me. Right. I had a stroke, so I have what they call an acquired brain injury. People who have um, like an impact from like a car accident or, you know, a blow to the head, they have a traumatic brain injury. I got to tell you, my stroke was traumatic. So I think it's <laughs> there has to be a different name because I feel like, oh, I just had a regular stroke. I guess it wasn't traumatic. No, it's very traumatic. But I'm thankful that people like you are out there to help people like me in my community, people with uh, acquired and traumatic brain injuries. So what was the, the interest in? in doing this? Like, was it just, Hey, I think I, I need a gig or I have family members who have had brain injuries or I want to help. Like, what was the thought behind joining an organization to help people like myself? I mean, me personally, I've always had a passion just for helping people um, in whatever sense that may be, uh, you know, helping somebody with their, their yard work, helping somebody, I don't know, whatever they may need. It was always gave me, excited me to help somebody and get them where they needed. Um, the fact of like the body, the body is an amazing thing to me. So just being able to help somebody who has lost connection with their body is always interested in me. And uh, I thought like what, you know, what could be more like fulfilling and helpful to somebody than to help them regain connection back to their body. And that's what kind of dove me into it down that path. That makes sense. That's awesome. Kayla. Yeah. Um, mine, I feel like my story is a little more serendipitous. <laughs> I actually, so I moved out here from the East Coast and I was more into personal training, strength and conditioning, working with athletes. Um, and I was considering going down the physical therapy route, trying to work with maybe a different population. Um, and 
Uh, I'd been out here for a month, couldn't find a job anywhere, didn't want to go back to school for physical therapy. Um, and I was actually in San Francisco at Ghirardelli Square and I was behind this family and this little boy and the family was wearing a an ankle foot orthotic and he was having trouble walking up the stairs. And I just remember like that moment was like, I just want to help this kid. (laughs) Like I would love to just be able to help this kid walk up these stairs and, you know, be successful. And his family was getting really frustrated that he's going so slow. And it was just like, at that moment, it was like, that is what I want to do with my life. (laughs) Um, so it was actually funny because the night before I had actually planned to move back to the East coast, um, Mm. I was just on Craigslist looking for jobs. It's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to like see if I can find anything if like, and that would make me stay out here. And I ended up stumbling upon this Craigslist ad for SCI fit in Dublin Um, and I sent in my resume that night, got a call within like an hour for an interview the next day. So it was just one of those like weird things is like, okay, this is, you know, this is like what I'm meant to do. So. Wow. That's literally, it was written in the stars and for a second. (laughs) Okay. So I'm a cancer and I was raised by all women. I cry every single day of my life. I almost started to cry right now because I just like had the visual almost like a movie, right? And you just see like this little kid and he's struggling. Also, it just kind of pisses me off that his parents were pissed off. Screw them. Know, Have more right? patience. That's, yeah, that's annoying. I know. That's super annoying <laughs> to me. But I think that's such a beautiful thing that like in that moment, you're like, you know what? I, I want to help this person. I can help these people. And mostly because... I've been at this six years. I've been in this community since I had my stroke six years, uh, and I've seen so many people of all ages. And when they actually start to gain a little bit more freedom, a little bit more mobility, a little bit more um, of their bodies back, it's life-changing. You know, it's it really, it's legitimately life-changing. It's life-giving because a lot of people, especially physically, when they don't have motion or function, they feel lesser than. You know, I don't think they should. I say that as an able-bodied stroke survivor. Yeah, our life is different, but, you know, it's still life. We're still here. You know, it's it's uh, it's our new normal, right? But I, I understand why people feel lesser than. So, like, when they actually get some of these gains, it changes everything. You hear a brightness in their voice. You see like a sparkle in their eye. Like literally, it's like a cartoon. (laughs) Like you give life to these people, these survivors. And I just think that's amazing. I always say it for for my community, right? For my people, we need more of you guys than we do more of me, right? We don't need more people with brain injuries. We need more normies. That's why I call people without brain injuries. We need more normies to actually care. Like you care. Like you in that moment, you're like, I can help this kid. I want to help this kid. That is phenomenal. Like, we need that. Now, I have a question for both of you guys. You know, you guys are both fit. (laughs) You've worked with athletes. What was the transition mentally in dealing with an athlete and then dealing with those who have these post-brain injury physical deficits? Um, I mean, for me, it it wasn't too hard of a transition. Uh, most of the people that are coming into CS, as you know, we we don't charge our insurance doesn't work with us. So a lot of people are coming there paying out of pocket. But most of the people that come see us, like they want to be there. They have a passion to be there. They want to work hard. They want to reach their goals. Um, sometimes we may have to, you know, pull back a little bit if they're having a rough day or. Um, yeah, but I, 
I treat them like they're a professional athlete because it takes a lot of work to, to, to reach those goals. So, and a lot of dedication. So I try to, I make sure that, Hey, are you doing this at home? Are you getting enough rest? Are you drinking your water? Are you like, I'm on them like I would an athlete. I really don't take too much off of them um, because this is their life and it's important to them. So it's an important to me to help them get where they need to go. So I, I push, I go full throttle on them, you know, <laughs> unless, I and if they, that. T- yeah, I if, love that. <laughs> if they tap, if they tap out, then I give them a little break and then we get right back at it. And I remind them why they came. So yeah, that's how I attack it. Wow. that That's wild. Kayla, do you, do you have the same mindset or do you have a different approach? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely the same. Um, like Mike said, the people that are with us and, and part of our program want to be there. They aren't just sent to us for, you know, outpatient physical therapy where they're just given these sessions and they kind of go through the motions. Um, and I think too, that a lot of the, the people that we do see that are really driven, um, are former athletes themselves, or at least, you know, did, um, care a lot about keeping themselves healthy, whether they, you know, were actually athletes or not, but they did value, um, being fit or being healthy or, or, um, you know, just exercising in general. So, um, they come in with like an athlete mindset to begin with most of them. That's the trick, you know, like if you have that athletic mindset, I think it's a lot easier. If you don't, I think that's where a lot of the struggles come with survivors. So SEI fit. Do you guys say SEI fit or do you guys say sci fit? I like sci fit. It just sounds cool. It sounds futuristic, you know? <laughs> so, so we say SCI fit, but majority, 99, 98% of people probably say sci fit. Um, it, it's, we, we just won't tell our founder that you called us sci fit. Yes. <laughs> like he, he will, he will call, he will call to the facilities. It doesn't matter which facility he calls to. Our employees will sometimes pick up the phone and say, well, sci fit, this is so. He's like, sci fit. He was like, I don't know a company that is. This is a sci fi movie. It's SCI fit. So he is a stickler for it. So it's been ingrained into me and Kayla. We say SCI fit, but with sci fit, we know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll try to respect, you know, the CEO. CEO? Is that what we're talking about? I'll respect CEO and I'll say SCI fit. So what separates SCI fit than, let's say, a personal trainer or a gym? Um, when you come into, to our place, uh, we have a, a lot of knowledge working with, uh, the neural population. Um, a lot of, a lot of training. We do a lot of our training in house. We have a manual that we have that goes over, I mean, spinal cord injury, one-on-one, uh, brain injury, uh, all, all the movement disorders. And when you come in there, we really treat everybody who comes in there like they're our family and we treat them as if, it was our mom, our daughter, one somebody related to us, and we have that passion to where we just we want to get them better, right? We want, and whatever sense that that is, it's not necessarily like, hey, like let's get up and let's you're going to start running again like you used to. It's you know the the baby steps, right? Being able to just be independent, you know, and eat food by yourself, or you know, go drive yourself around. Uh, so right. for us, I think it's when we really we have a passion for, we really, it's not like a cookie cutter thing that we approach it by like, Hey, we're just going to do this, this, and this, right. We tailor it to each individual person. We take value on what 
the feedback that they give us. If they say something is not working or they're not feeling something, something's not helping them connect, then we really try to mix it up and get something that's going to give them a better connection and help and help them out. That's what I think, I think differentiates us from just a normal trainer, our knowledge base and our attention to detail and our love for what we do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. I love that. I love that specifically because you said you treat them like family. Okay. I met you guys. I actually have met these strangers that are on my computer screen right now in person. I met you guys at Taft Walk in San Francisco. And in meeting you in those brief moments, I was like, oh, okay, I dig these people. Now, I'm like modern day hippie, right? <laughs> I say that because I wear natural deodorant and I smoke weed, <laughs> but I'm an energy guy, right? So once I met you guys, I was like, oh, okay, like the energy exchange that we had, I was like, oh, these people seem like they really care. That's why I was excited to have you on the show, because I like to have genuine people that I feel truly care about my community, right? Um, so that's why what you said about treating them like family, that's what I think now separates you from like everybody else. Most people see people as like numbers. They see people as like, you know, obviously there's a dollar sign behind almost everything, but most people shouldn't be treated as such, right? Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast. You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release. Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the neuro nerds. Look, it isn't just getting somebody in shape. This is shaping their future. Like it really is, you know. After a brain injury, after loss of function in any part of your body, it's difficult to, like, figure out who you are anymore. And you guys are, like, on team life giver. I know that sounds, like, really big, but it's true. The fact that you guys can help somebody, right? And it's not just physically, because if you give them that actual, that extra care, you're helping them emotionally, you know? Because any kind of recovery, and it doesn't matter if it's a week, a month, 10 years, and recovery is hard. It's emotional. It's draining. It's stressful. And if you don't have that care, why do I want to do it? You know what I mean? Like, why do I want to do it? You know, some people like you guys don't accept insurance, which, by the way, that sucks. <laughs> but you still want them to get as many gains as possible. You want them to not just, oh, well, you guys pay me and that's it. Like you want them to succeed. How do you go about pushing somebody without pushing them away like what's the barrier have you had troubles figuring out hey i know i can push this person this far i might have pushed this person a little bit too far like have you figured out that range yet or are you still kind of working on trying to figure out the balance between a nice little gentle guide and pushing them off a mountain i, I think it really all depends on the individual we're working with um you kind of get a sense i mean after doing this for a while i mean me and kayla we're and most of the people that are there are really good, like people, people, persons. I mean, if that makes sense, I don't know what I just said, but you know what I mean? They, they, <laughs> they, they, they makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> you guys are people, people. There we go. People, people. <laughs> so um, we get a, we, we do a lot of talking. A lot of it comes from like the mind, people's mindset, right? So when we're, we bring somebody in, we first, we're, we're, we're asking them questions about what they did before. Um, what are they up to now? You know, how, what motivates them? Because the mindset is so big in this whole process. 
So just like forming that, getting them to just see themselves getting better, to see themselves doing like better is big because like you said, the, the mind, if you, if the, the depression that can happen with it, it's big, right? And that'll shut anybody down and take away their motivation. So first we establish that and get them to understand like, hey, like this is why you're here. This is what we're going to do, right? And then we'll we'll start off very, very, very light and we'll just mm-hmm. move from there. So we'll kind of assess like the next session, like, hey, how, how did you feel? Did you Are you too sore? Some people be like, man, you killed me. Like I couldn't move for the next three days. <laughs> like, and, and then we'll know like, hey, we need to ease up a little bit. Maybe we're going to back down because I don't right. want you not to move. The last thing I want you to do is right. not move. I need you to move. So we want to give that little, it's just an in-between where we get them sore enough so they could they could connect to those muscles and feel them, but we still need them to move around and use those muscles. So I would say it's just right. person by person. And we just kind of gauge yeah. it off of that. Right, Kayla, I don't know you, what do you think? Yeah, I think like kind of what you touched on is trust, right? Like trust is the most important part. Um, and making sure that that client uh, trusts you to, take them, you know, as far as they possibly can go without pushing them over the cliff. (laughs) Right. Um, um, Because if, you know, if you have somebody that doesn't trust what you're doing or, you know, doesn't think that what they're doing is going to help them or safe or whatever, um, then that session isn't going to be successful and you're not going to be able to really move forward. So I think number one is just building trust with, with clients first. Um, and then really being able to kind of push the envelope from there. And real quick, just to jump on that, like, I think sometimes the cliff is necessary. Sometimes <laughs> we need to push people off of the cliff, um, yeah. to, to, to jumpstart them. You know what I mean? To, to show them something they may, some people come to us, especially we get some brain injuries that are there and it's terrifying. I, I can only imagine that you had use of this limb and now you don't, and you have to somehow regain that trust that it's going to carry carry you again, right? And sometimes we have to push them over that ledge, and some clients will start to, you know, they'll they'll cry, they'll, and not in the sense of like, ah, you're killing me, but like this is scary, right? But if you yeah. establish that trust and you take that leap off of that cliff, and then they land, it's amazing, right? It just you 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 just jump there. Their, their recovery going forward so far. You know what I mean? Because now they're like, I can do this. And you can see it when that light switches and it's that, like you guys talked about earlier, the twinkle in the eye, like it's it's amazing. You know, so that's, I think sometimes you got to go off that cliff. Can I tell you what you just described? That look, that feeling, you just described hope. And that's what I appreciate about what you guys are doing. You guys give people hope. And I've said it forever. If you have hope, you have everything that you need. Unfortunately, a lot of times after a brain injury, people lose hope. People lose hope in themselves and they don't have people around them to help shine that light on them. You know, they're just like they don't have it in themselves. Sometimes we need a little bit of a cheerleader. You know, we need somebody to say, hey, it's just a bump in the road. It's just a moment in time. You're still a rock star. You got to keep on pushing forward. You guys are kind of like that megaphone yelling, not yelling. I don't know. Maybe you got to yell. I don't know. <laughs> you guys are just hammering in. Hey, this can be done. It just has to. There's got to be patience. Speaking of patience. I was the worst early in recovery because patience was never one of my virtues. So if it wasn't for my first at-home physical therapist, he changed the trajectory of my recovery because I'm one of those guys where I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's get it. I'm standing, so I want to walk. I'm walking, I want to jog. I'm jogging, I want to run. 
I just kept on wanting to go. And he kept telling me, you got to slow down. You got to slow down. You're hurt yourself. And then he broke it down. He gave me like the best advice. And I tell this to all survivors. Um, you have to be patient or you will forever be a patient. And I was like, oh, oh, my God. Damn. Like that stuck. Because I was like, I don't ever want to go to the hospital again. Like, I just don't. I'm very thankful. They saved my life. I never want to see you guys again. <laughs> <laughs> so patience was not one of my virtues. Do you guys have issues with some clients who are just like, let's go? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I got that. But I want to keep going. Do you have to, like, work on their patience or... How do you deal with somebody like me who's like, okay, cool, more? Yeah, I mean, if if it's something, if it's more and they, they, they've established that they could do particular activity or movement and they want more, then yeah, I'm, I'm going to do more with them. I will let them know that when I'm not around... I would not like them to be trying to do the more I want. I want to be I want to be there just to make sure they're good before I give them the clear like, yes, you could do this by yourself. But I don't see anything wrong with wanting more, um, except when it comes to the fact when the wanting more holds you back, as in the sense of like, hey, this is coming on too slow. I want I want this to be faster when it's that when it's that patience and you have set a goal in your head for in three weeks, I'm going to be able to feed myself. And that three weeks come and you didn't accomplish that. The depression that will come with that is, is big. Right. So I, it's I, intense. yeah. And I try to, I try to make sure just to let them know like, Hey, these little wins, you have to take these, you have to take these little wins. Even if you just twitch something or you lifted your arm up two inches, like take that, let that sink in let yourself have that, right? We can, you can sit in that for a little bit, sit in it for a, a little while, and then we push forward to the next goal. But you can't put these unrealistic, like, like goals on yourself, meaning like, because nobody knows, nobody knows how long it's going right. to take or what it's going to take, right? So I just say when the, when the little wins come, take them, and then we'll go to the next one and the next one and the next one, and we'll keep knocking them out. As long as you keep working hard, we're going to get this. That's That's, yeah. Love that. I love that. I think it's essential too. there are look, it's unreasonable expectations, right? I wanted to run. That's all I wanted to do. I could barely stand. I could barely stand, but I wanted to run. You know, I wasn't there. I had to use a cane early on in recovery. God, I hate that fucking cane. I hated it. Like I hated it. I needed it, but I hated it. But it wasn't until like I fell down really badly where I was like, oh, I guess I, I, re I really do need this. And it took so many people telling me that, like, you know, you got to walk before you run and you're not doing that right now to kind of like bring it back into perspective. And it, well, you know why? Because it feels a little bit defeating, too. It's like, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. I was a proud athlete. <laughs> you know, I've like college yeah. level basketball like I and now I, I can't I can't even stand. It hurts the brain, you know, to even think like, well, I can't do these things that like I was normally able to do. I can only imagine as a brain injury survivor and somebody who struggled physically early on what it's like to not be able to pick up, you know, a fork to feed myself with one side of my body. Like I can't even process and understand what that's like. And you guys deal with that. I'm assuming almost on a daily basis over there. I don't know how a normie would tell a survivor that, hey, that's OK. In saying that, like, I get it. You know, it's your job. Do you ever get the pushback of you don't know what it's like? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I, I don't think we get it as much as you would think because I, I don't try. I don't, I don't lie. I don't ever I don't ever say like, oh, my God, I, I, I get I get it. 
I, I get what you're going through. Like, cause I don't. And I'll sit there and I'll tell you straight to your face. Like, I can't fathom what that is like, but watching you, hearing you, what you're going through, I can't imagine it's fun. I can't imagine this is, is something that feels good. Right. So when they do those little things and, and I'll let them know it's okay to be upset, be pissed off that you can't lift your arm. Like that's, that's okay to be pissed. I just don't want you to sit in that. I don't want you just to stay there. You have to say like, it's okay for me to feel like crap right now about this because it is a sorry, shitty situation. Right. So, yeah. but just know yourself like, Hey, it's okay for me to sit in this for a little bit, but I can't stay here. If I want to get my goals, I got to bring myself out of it, but it's okay to feel like that. Sometimes people have to know that when they're going through this, cause it's going to help them so much. I'm sorry. You got to yeah, feel your go feels. No, yeah. you, you got to feel your feels. Like I tell people that all the time. You have to. I say that, and then I follow it up immediately with just don't unpack and live in those feels. You know? Understand, it's just feelings, right? You can feel like I'm never going to be able to do that thing, and it's upsetting, and it's frustrating, and it's depressing. That's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. The reality is, if you keep at it, you're going to see gains. You might not see gains overnight, but you're going to see gains, you know? I kind of look at us as um, all of us, even the non-athletic ones, <laughs> as athletes, right? So an athlete will retire, right? An athlete trains so hard to be an athlete, and then an athlete retires and doesn't really have to do that stuff anymore. Uh, brain injury survivors, like, you know, especially when there's, like, a physical loss, we train like an athlete for the rest of our lives, and we'll continue to see gains. They might not be big, massive gains, but eventually all of these little teeny tiny gains will turn into a large gain eventually, you know? So I tell everybody, like, keep on pushing, keep on fighting. There's always hope. Like, always. There's always hope. I just think it's phenomenal what you guys do. Like, you know what it is? It's the care. Because I can tell there's like a lot of care and understanding behind what you guys do and pushing, <laughs> pushing these guys to be in pain <laughs> to do this. Look, it's, you know, they say no pain, no gain. Like, yeah, you want to be in a little bit of pain. You don't want to like kill yourself. <laughs> it's like, look, I want to work out, right? So you work out like, let's say an hour a day, you don't work out seven hours a day. You're not going to want to do anything the next day. Your muscles going to be too tight. You're going to hurt yourself. And I like what you said. Like, I want to see these things. Don't do it at home. Like you're, you're working with me. I want to see what you're doing. Make sure you're doing things the right way. That's another level of care, you know, that you don't get with everybody. That really is. When you guys are dealing with survivors, there is there's so many emotions there. How difficult is it just to leave that and not bring it home? It's almost impossible for sure. <laughs> it's definitely one of those things where um, you do have to kind of just like sit with it sometimes mm -hmm. and and like feel it as that person is feeling it. Um, and then, you know, it is hard. I think it's it is impossible to just completely shut off and not take that home with you. Mm -hmm. um, but I know like. For me personally, I think I just take that and deal with it and then move forward right from there. Just as just as that survivor would do. You just got to sit with it and then move forward. So um, I don't know, Mike, if you deal with it a different way, but. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 never it doesn't I wouldn't say it doesn't get easier, but you kind of understand what it's, it's a part of the, the process and the job that we do. I use it as motivation for it to. I use that to, to push me harder to find something that works to get that person closer to their goals. 
I know once that happens and they feel good, then I feel good. Right. I, I, and for me, I mean, it, it's the reason why I think we are good at what we do is because we have feelings and we do care. We don't treat people like numbers or dollar signs. So you're, if you're a caring person, you're going to feel for people. And that's just the way it is. But like we said before, like your feels are your feels. They're valid. Feel them, but don't let them dictate like what goes on after. You get what I'm saying? Like use it, right. turn it into fuel to push you to to work harder or help people more. I don't know if that makes sense. It, it's just a feeling. It's just a feeling. Let's not turn our feelings into the reality, you know, especially if they're negative feelings. Like it's just a feeling. Look, honestly, our brains, we can do anything like we really can. One thing that's really helped me through my recovery is having the right tools. I wanted to share what I've learned with others who are on their own brain injury recovery journey. So I created a free guide. In my free guide, nine must-have tools for stroke and brain injury recovery, I cover tools to help with occupational and physical therapy, mindset, overstimulation, and more. If you're looking for ways to improve your brain injury recovery, be sure to check out my guide. You can download your copy at usorock.coach forward slash guide. The links are also available in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I hope this guide helps you with your brain injury recovery. I've been called a walking, talking miracle because, like, as functional as I am, it doesn't make any sense considering the type of stroke that I had. I have seen incredible things happen. I've seen doctors bullshit patients and say, oh, well, after X amount of time, you're not going to get any more gains, which, by the way, is a complete and utter lie. Like, doctors are lying to your face. They might not realize that they're lying, but it's not the truth. It's really not. We can see gains the rest of our lives. There was a survivor that had his stroke as a kid. He was a teenager. He had no movement in his arm for, I believe it was 23 years, 23 years, because he was told, well, that's it. Um, He started putting in the work after reading a bunch of books, talking to a bunch of people. 23 years later, he started to move one of his fingers. 23 years later. Okay, so we can do anything, anything and everything is possible. We truly have to believe that. So if you guys had some advice to give to a brain injury survivor going into a physical session or trying to improve or get some gains in in their affected side, what advice would you give some survivors out there? Um, I would just say. Go into it with a positive attitude. Go into it knowing. That you're going to stumble that there's going to be some bumps in the road and know that you're going to push past those, but they're going to come, but you just have to keep pushing forward. So I think if you just go into it with that mindset that you'll, you'll be okay because it's a hard process and it's, it's not a short road. I mean, even for some people who regain function back really fast, like you still, like you said, this is a lifelong process you're not always constantly have to go at it so just come in with that positive mindset and and see see yourself where you want to be have that visual and have that keep driving you so when those bumps happen you vision yourself of where you're going to be and know you're not going to just stay there that's that's what i would say yeah i i would just kind of piggyback on that that your brain like the brain itself is so powerful and just like, I mean, there's tons of research going on right now of just how visualization can help. Right. And, and help regain function. Um, so when you are going into a program, 
you can't tell yourself that you can't do something because then you're not going to do it. So take that word completely out of your vocabulary. If it's you, you feel like you aren't able to do something at this moment, then visualize yourself doing it and, and spend time each day really, you know, putting that conscious effort into, you know, picturing yourself walking or picturing yourself standing or picturing yourself, you know, using that hand um, and really value how important it is for your brain to, to, you know, picture those things for yourself. Visualization is huge. It really is. Like you've heard it before. If you visualize it, you can see it, you can attain it, right? I think we can do anything. Like our minds are powerful. At some point, we'll be able to levitate. I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm not there yet. I'll say this. And I think you guys out there can hear in their voices and the things that they're saying. They care. SEI fit. You guys care. And I appreciate that so much for my community. Like I am just so happy that you guys are out there and helping people like myself get back on track, you know, and people who are significantly physically worse off than myself. I just think that's amazing. Look, I can't hammer this in harder. You're changing lives. I just have such an appreciation for that. So we're in a world now where, you know, working hard, that's not cool. (laughs) You guys are taking pride in a job that's well done, you know, and it's in a field where you're truly affecting people's lives. And it's not just, well, I want to make sure that this person has a six pack for a photo shoot that they're doing. It's like, no, I want to make sure that this person's able to brush their teeth. You know, I'm going to make sure that I want to help this person get to a point where they can pick up their child. It's things like that that we don't really think about, you know. Take a second and take that in. Really, we take for granted the fact that like we can tie our shoes. We take for granted that we can just dress ourselves in an instant. It's a process. Sometimes, and you know, I don't say this to depress people. I say this out of reality. It's a lifelong process for some people, you know. The thing is, like it is a process. We got to trust the process. We do. It's frustrating. Now, I say this and it pisses people off a lot. Where they're like, well, when does it get easy? None of this is easy. And look, does it get easier? It does. I explain like recovery, like you're lifting weights. The first time I try to lift 200 pounds, I was like, good Lord, that is heavy. I am never going to be able to lift that. Right. Eventually. Wow. I lifted 200 pounds. Wow. That is so heavy. I can't, I don't understand how I'm going to be able to do that multiple times. After a while, it's like, oh yeah, I can do this. I got this. Look, 200 pounds did not magically get lighter. 200 pounds is 200 pounds. I got stronger. So when it comes to recovery, look, recovery doesn't get easier. You just get stronger. That's it. You know, when you guys are going to work with SEI Fit, you guys are going to get stronger. You're also going to have the love, the care, the attention that these amazing people on the show today are giving you. Like you can hear it in the voices. You can hear the care. That's one of the most important things that I think anybody can give a survivor is hope, right? That comes with care. That comes with understanding. That comes with a conversation. That comes with every once in a while pushing you off a ledge. (laughs) It's necessary. (laughs) It's like with spicy food, right? Spicy food, sometimes you have to have like some scorpion pepper. Sometimes you have to have a Carolina Reaper. You have to have some ghost pepper to destroy you just to remind you how far you can truly go, right? What spice is. Sometimes you got to get pushed off the ledge to know, okay, I can go this far without falling, right? It's testing your boundaries. And these guys at SEI Fit, they're testing your boundaries, yes, but they're doing it in a safe space. They're doing it, you know, 
Like they're, <laughs> they're not blindly throwing you off a cliff. They're making sure you have a soft landing. They're helping you up, you know, and it's that extra care that I just love about what you guys do. If the people out there wanted to contact and connect with SEI Fit, how would they do that? You can reach us at our website. It's www.seifit.org. And we have a online application that you can go ahead and fill out and it'll send it to us. And then we'll give you a call and set you up for an evaluation. You can also check us out on uh, Instagram at SEI Fit Sacramento. And you can reach us there as well. So those are the two ways. <laughs> oh, and all those links will be in the show notes. You know, we're closing out the episode and... We are the neuro nerds over here. Get those nerds! So I do have to ask every single guest that comes on, what is your nerdum? Now you might ask, well, what do you mean nerdum? Anything that you're oddly passionate about, right? Me, myself, big Star Wars guy, video game guy. I'm a Marvel nerd. One of my closest friends, Tanya, the most obscure nerdum. Her nerdum was office supplies. What? Yeah, exactly. You guys didn't see the face. Whatever face you guys made at home listening to this is the face that Kayla just made right now, because that's the only face that any normal human being would make after hearing, wait, your nerdum is office supplies? Like her ideal job would be to work at Staples. Like that would just be like Shangri-La, you know, it, that would be like Toys R Us for a child. So she's oddly passionate about office supplies. So I ask you guys. What are you guys oddly passionate about? What's your nerdum? Oh gosh. My nerdum is I am I'm strangely obsessed with like UFOs, paranormal, Bigfoot, the oh. whole shebang. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Hey, I saw UFO once. Really? I saw it at Coachella. This was years ago. <gasps> I went to see Paul McCartney. One of my best friends, his brother is Paul McCartney's drummer. He's like, you want to go see Paul McCartney? I was like, yes, yes, please. So we go and we end the parking lot and I'll never forget it. Leonard Cohen was playing and I heard him in the background. We completely just like, eh. <laughs> and walking from the parking lot, like I looked up and I saw a thing and I was like, and it was like a light. It was like, along with all of the other stars, it just looked like a star. And then it like, you guys can't see what my hand's doing, but it's moving really fast. It went whoop, whoop, boom. Like it went, it dodged. It literally went, it went left, it went right. And then it just bolted into nothing. It just disappeared. And I yep. looked up and I looked at my friends and nobody saw it. And then I looked over at my friend's girl and she was looking at me like, holy shit, did you just see that? <laughs> and so that we share so a cool. moment. We saw a UFO a hundred percent. That was an unexplained flying objects. Planes do not move that way. Drones, even back then there weren't drones, but like drones do not move that way. So that's actually an amazing nerdum. I love that. I'm 100%. <laughs> I'm in. Mike, my friend, what's your nerdum, bud? Um, the, the, so this is really hard for me. I, I've been sitting there racking my brain like, what is my nerdum? I, I really don't know, but I I love like musicals, like <laughs> like probably like what? Dream what? Girls, Hamilton. Uh, I've seen. Rent? Uh, yeah, Rent. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I love it. Anytime, I, like I wish, I wish life was like a musical. Like I would have... Nothing hey. better than to like walk into work and be like, it's work time and just start like going <laughs> like when people, like, you know what I mean? And then like Kayla comes out the office and she's doing her dance and everything. Everybody's just doing stuff. It'd be amazing. We'd be so happy. So like, I, I love that. I just obsessed with how people can sing so well and, and dance and tell a story. That's like, that's what I love. I, I mean, yeah. Oh my God. That makes me so happy. I can just picture all the SEI fit people just yeah. walking down, just like clapping. 
Yes, just snapping yes, their fingers yes, like it's yes. like the Jets and Sharks yes. in West Side Story. That is awesome. <laughs> you know we, we might have to do that awesome. for you now. Yeah, I, I think you guys kind of have to. Like for Halloween, I think next year, half of you guys should be the Jets and half of you guys should be the Sharks. Oh, I love it. Yes. You guys should do like a little little dance number before you guys get into your sessions. Now, speaking of cats, did you see the movie? Yes. No, I did not because I heard bad stuff and I did not want to. I did not want to mess it up. When I, I was like, I don't want to see movie it. look like trash. Yeah, I saw, like, I was like, it looks so bad. I saw the cast and I'm like, really? Yeah, really, guys. Yeah, <laughs> this is what you guys chose to do. Ugh, it yeah. was really, really bad. It's like some amazing actors and actresses where I'm like, okay, it looks like a dumpster fire, but I'm glad you guys got paid. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. Look that, but also the fact that you guys have known each other so long, you guys have been friends. And you guys are so different when it comes to your nerdums. That's like, that's, that's awesome. Like, I love that. I love the fact that we can be so different, but we can connect all the same, you know? I, I, I am just. <laughs> Kayla makes fun of me at my nerdum. I'll... She should. 100% she musicals. should. She hates musicals. She hates hate musicals. I you know can't what you should do? do? It. You should see Rent. Rent is amazing. Yes. I, I saw Rent live. And I would see it uh, 525,600 more times. Yep. Like, I would. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I love that. Like, guys, this has been awesome. I appreciate you guys coming on the show. I truly appreciate And I mean this. I don't like to speak for the entire community because we are all individuals. But I will speak on behalf of my community. I am so thankful for what you guys do. I really am. Not just in helping people physically. You guys are helping them spiritually and emotionally because... That's one of the biggest things that I think is skipped over in recovery. People always focus on the physical, you know, even me, like physically when I was back, people were like, oh, Joe's back. He's making dumb jokes. And it's like, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I had the understanding and support of like my regular people because they can't see it. You guys are talking to these survivors. You guys are sharing with them. You guys are hyping them up. You guys are, are motivating them and keeping them accountable. That's huge. That extra little care, that extra little emotional hug as a survivor, it means everything. And I hope you guys understand that. Like, I know you guys know you're impacting these people. I really, truly hope that you take a step back and just know in my heart of all hearts. And I know this, you guys are changing so many lives and it's such a beautiful thing. And I, and I have such an appreciation and care uh, for what you guys do. And I'm so thankful. Thank you guys for being who you are. Thank you for coming on the show. If you guys want to reach out, definitely reach out. Um, SciFit.com, was it? Dot org. SEIFit.org. Dot org. Yep. <laughs> SEIFit.org. You can also check them out on Instagram. Those links will be in our show notes. If you want to attempt to reach out to my tiny, beautiful ass-kicking co-host, Lauren, you can at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. You can reach out to me at Joseph Rocks on all the socials. You can reach out to us at the Neuro Nerds everywhere. Once again, on behalf of my community, I'm just so thankful for you guys. Like, I really, I have to figure out a way to get you guys back on the show to do something. Maybe we'll figure out a musical number and then, we'll, no, 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 <laughs> but I definitely love to have you guys uh, uh, back on the show and we're going to work together. We're going to do something because I just, I truly, I, I just love what you guys do. I appreciate you guys so much. Anybody out there, definitely check out SEI Fit alone. The care, the love, the appreciation, I just, I'm so thankful for you guys. You guys hear it in their voices. They're so helpful. And I will say it a million times. Our community needs more of you guys and less of me for sure. Hey, we want to say, good. I want to yeah. say thank you to you for doing what you do. Because most people could, like, you've survived this at 
an amazing level. You're doing very well. And you could have just turned your back on the community and just went on about your life, not even giving back. But nope, you're here. You're like the ambassador and superhero for people. And you're giving, you're for real though. You're giving like a platform for people to, to learn and to, to discuss and talk. That's big. So you're doing Dude. great stuff. Thank you. We- yeah. I appreciate that. Like I really do. I don't take compliments well, so you got to stop. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, this neural nerd is out. Boom. All right. That was great. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.